Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I'd like to welcome you each to this week's episode. I want to welcome back those, my returning listeners, and I want to welcome those who are listening for the first time. I am blessed to have you here. The Barnabas Speaks podcast is a podcast about faith, a podcast about encouragement, and a podcast about empowerment. The past couple weeks that I have been gone, I took a little short break for to celebrate Thanksgiving and the holidays with my family, and just to kind of re-energize and be ready for this week's episode. I am excited. I am so excited about this week's episode. It's something I've been meditating on, praying on, preparing for, just for this week, so that way we can go in and dive in. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you once again to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. This week's topic, though this week's topic is entitled The Decline of the Testimony. The Decline of the Testimony. Now that is the short version. The long version of it is the rise of social media led, led to the decline of the testimony. The decline of testimony. Uh... Let's get started. I guess uh, I want to break into this. Uh, so, a week or so ago, uh, a pastor that I follow, Pastor John Gray, uh, was giving his testimony, and he was giving a testimony about uh, just things that have transpired in his life and things between him and his wife, and how they have, how he has grown from it, and how much she has helped him to grow. And it had less to do with what he said. And more to do with uh, how people responded to it. And so it put me just in this thought process and this, this place. And at the very, that moment, I wrote something down and it really helped me to get started on this week's podcast. So I would like to read what I wrote. Uh, this is just a little note. Uh, and it says, often in times past, we said that we wished people would be more transparent about things such as marriage, relationships, faith parenthood, and other things we face in life. The social media age has shown us that we really didn't want true transparency. We wanted transparent perfection. What I mean by that is we often hear someone's transparent truth and testimony and strip it down and suggest why they were, were or are wrong. The greatest habit we have in this is we take their true transparency and put it into the context of our own lives and decide why it's wrong. Most of the time, our commentary is based solely from our own personal story. Yet we forget too often that the testimony wasn't a rule to live by, but a confession of what they lived through, survived, and grew from. Additionally, we would do well to remember that our true transparency may not look as perfect or perfected as we perceive it to be. Now, this is just a thought that I had at that moment, and me and God uh, definitely uh, meditated on it and spoke on it and discussed about it. And so that's where we're, that's what really led to this week's podcast. And uh, as you know, I always like to have some type of scriptural base. And so I am going to the back of the book. I am going to Revelations and I hope that you are listening. uh, And as you're listening, that you would also grab your Bible with me. We're going to go to the back of the Bible. Revelation, it is the last book of the Bible. And we're going to be in the 12th chapter. The 12th chapter. Now, I, my, my key verse is verse 11, but I want to start out from verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, 
Now have come the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink to death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. Our key scripture or key verse would be, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. <coughs> Excuse me. They overcame him. This is the King James Version. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's our key verse. And that is Revelations, Revelations rather, 12 and 11. And so what I uh, have come to realize is, is that we have had a decline of the testimony. Uh, and I don't mean so much that people testify less, but I feel that there's more fear in testifying now. Excuse me as I take a sip of my water. But uh, there's less, there's more fear in testifying because we live in a world where people get the snapshot of our testimony and they strip it down. As I said in my note, they strip it down and dissect it and tell us why our testimony is wrong. Now, the testimony was never meant to be this, this place where we get to sit on the judgment seat and judge a person for what they have survived and what they have, the test that they have went through that they now can testify about. <clears throat> In fact, the testimony is meant, was always meant to give way to other people that may go through, be going through, or, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, or going through or be going through, or uh, to have went through, and it gives them hope. The person that has been through it and is really trying to overcome it, it gives them the hope or the idea that it's not just them, that they're not by themselves. The person that ha is going through it, it lets them know that there is life after this. And the person that may go through it, it gives them a uh, a point of reference. And the challenge is, is that as we sit on our social media thrones and we dissect what people have gone through and what they have testified about, we create an environment where we can't truly give our testimonies. We can't really truly be transparent. Often we, I just remember when I was growing up, uh, I say growing up like as I'm really old, but in my in my late teens and early 20s, the, the phrase was keeping it real or keeping it 100. And what that meant was that you were, or my, my dad would say, you're keeping up on the up and up. That means that you're sincere, that it's real, and it means that there's no pretense about it. This is exactly what it is. And we used to like that phrase, keeping it real. Uh, we also like the phrase that we used to quote from the, a rapper so much is that only God can judge me. And I just remember that there was a time where we would say only God could judge me. And we still like that 
terminology, but as soon as someone gives their testament, somebody as soon as somebody tells you what you, they have been through, we then rip apart them for having to go through something. And the reality is that we have all been through something. We all have a testimony. We all have something that could help someone else have vic- victory over the thing that they're going through. But as long as we create this environment where people have to be fearful of sharing that, people <coughs> realize that, <coughs> that you're going to take their, their, their testimony out of context. I watched this, this episode. Uh, this, uh, Pastor John Gray was on Sister Circle. And there was this one clip where they, he was talking about how he had, in his eight years of marriage, that he had t- put his wife through a few things, and a lot of things. And we don't even know what those things are. Everything that, that he said, it was very vague uh, in the sense that I put my wife through this and she uh, she helped me. She gave birth to me in the sense of uh, becoming a man. Nowhere in that sense did he say that this is, uh, this was, this is what women should do. Nowhere in the sense that this is how men should be going into marriage. What he was really sharing was, this is how I was. This was our situation. And this is how my wife helped me through it. And what we did was, is, is as, as, act rather, as if he was preaching from the pulpit and saying, this is the key to a good marriage. But he never said that. What he actually said was, this is what happened for me. This would happen to me in this situation. And this would happen to us. And we grew from it. And boom, here it goes. And he's actually giving his testimony, not necessarily for those that are married. In fact, it could be seen as a testimony for, for the men uh, that are not married, that are single and dating, that to, to actually look inside themselves and allow themselves to, to, to look in the mirror and see what it is that really is that, that that is keeping them from being whole. It is also letting anybody that 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 is that doesn't feel like they're whole and that they have some things that they're struggling with, it allows them, his testimony allows them, them to overcome and be triumphant and to vic- have victory over the enemy by his testimony. So that way, when the accuser comes, you have something to, to stand on because I've had, I, because we understand that experience is the best teacher. But sometimes the experience does not have to be your experience. Just think about this, that when you go to school, when the teacher teaches you, they're not just teaching you uh, things that, uh, that, that, that you will, uh, that they haven't experienced. They're, teach, they're, they're teaching from their level of experience and expertise. And so you don't have to walk around ignorant to the, the of knowledge because they're providing knowledge and wisdom and you're learning from their experience. You may never have to go through the experience that they have went through because they have now shared from their experience. And so now if I can give you a testimony about how I dropped out of technically dropped out of college. I left college. I went to the Air Force and there was a time where I just, I, I struggled with the, my decision to leave. <clears throat> but I was able to go back. I was able to go back to school and finish my degree. Now, there's a few things I can say. I can say that pride led me to join the Air Force. And now it worked out for me. But hey, I, I, the testimony could be, I say, hey, don't let your pride keep you from succeeding in a goal. And 
pride kept me from going to my graduation even after I, uh, I, I finished and I graduated and I completed this goal. And I can tell you, don't let your pride keep you from celebrating your goal because it's something that I look back on and wish that I, 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 that I had experienced. But that's, that comes from my testimony. But if I, if I am in an environment where that, if I say, hey, I left school and I went to the military, this and that, and I feel like people are going to criticize my, my, I, my decision to leave school and I felt like a failure and people just uh, confirm, oh, you're a failure. I would have never did this, 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 that, blah, 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 and have a, a, a field day on social media. If I feel like that, it, it, it stifles me from sharing my story. What are your attitudes on social media that are keep stifling people from sharing their story? What if that their story is the one thing that will help you be released? It is your your, your testimony. I'm I'm drawn to the, the scripture where uh, Jesus is talking to Peter. He says, "Simon, Simon, the devil has see, is seeking to sift you as wheat." And how he says, I'm paraphrasing, now when you recover, strengthen your brothers. You're going to go through some things. And you and, and, and He is going to sift you like wheat. But you're going to recover. You're going to come back stronger than you were. And when you come back, I want you to basically pour into your brothers and your sister's strength. But I cannot, I don't have room to pour into my brothers and sisters if Every time I give a testimony, you are ripping me about. If every time I say something on social media that I really believe is going to release people from their, their, their prisons of guilt and their, their prisons of doubt and their prisons of, of self-loathing, <clears throat> if I believe that, that this is going to, to release them, but I hold on to it, it does two things. Is one, that I am keeping somebody else from being delivered. We sometimes go through things. The things that we have to go through is as, as a, a way for God to use us to save someone else. One, from what we went through. Two, save them from dying in the thing that they are going through. And three, getting to the point to where they can say that they have a testimony that they survived too. And if I feel like, man, every time I say something, every time I share my testimony, I'm tore down. I, I have their social media memes about me and people are using my name and my testimony and my situation with, with me and my wife. This is how I feel about this situation. I feel like John Gray now comes out. And he shares this thing, and it's a snapshot. I literally, I, I had heard the snapshot, and I didn't really see where everybody was going with it. And I said, maybe I missed something. So I, today I sat down, and I watched the whole interview from beginning to end. I watched what was available to us, and so I watched the interview, and nowhere is he saying this is theology. Nowhere he's saying that <coughs> women should take this standpoint. Nowhere is he saying that... This, this, and that. But I watched all these quote-unquote relationship experts and these these relationship gurus and that, 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 and marriage uh, counselors now say, well, this is why his theology is wrong. He wasn't sharing theology. He was sharing his story. But if every time someone wants to share their story, we use it as, as a booster or, 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 or table talk to, to tear down and say, this is why I'm not married or this is why relationships matter. This is why men are trash and this is why women are no good. If every time someone shares shares their story about the thing that they struggle with. We now create, we don't even realize what we're, what we're doing, the, the environment that we're creating because 
people are watching us talk about this person and talk about that person. And they were like, man, this person gave their testimony. And I watched my own friend tear this person down. How much greater would they tear me down? I'm not famous. I don't have uh, the, the, this platform. But <clears throat> if I can see my friend doing it, if I can see my friend doing it, excuse me. If I can see my friend doing it, then if I can see them tearing this person down and, and, and making comments about this and having whole statuses and, and going live about this person about this person's life, will that be me next? I wanted to share that 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 uh I that I, that I struggle with this thing. There's people that that, that want to share that they were in an abusive relationship. But they don't. They they already feel. They already have self esteem problems in sharing it, let alone to 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 be fearful that when they share it, there'll be someone else's talking point, and especially in a negative way, for their radio show or for their podcast or for their 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 their, their, their Instagram live or Facebook live. Man, they, then they go back in their clam. They go back in their shell fearful that what they felt like they, they overcame became another battle that they have to now struggle with. What are your words? What, are, what is your response to these things? I remember a couple years ago, and maybe it was a couple years, about a year ago, we were in a, there was a, we weren't, and I was watching the video, it was a church service. Where it was, it's supposed to be testimony time. This is literally, uh, this is actually how I grew up. Uh, the, it was testimony time, and uh, and the woman was saying how she had struggled with drugs and how she would prostitute her body, and how she did certain things. And they removed the mic from her, uh, so she they couldn't hear what she, else she had to say. And I probably should have never known that happened. But the challenge becomes is that when we're in church or where we're in, we became we have become so viral minded. Hey, I want my I want I'm gonna put this on Instagram, I'm gonna put this on Facebook. And this the church, this place is supposed to be the safe place where a person can truly let their hair down, let their guard down, and to be able to testify and to, to, to be able to share the goodness of God or to be able to share what they're struggling with. But in that moment that was supposed to be a safe place, there's this video that that now goes out. And it is now this person now has gone viral and not in a good way. And now they're the butt of everyone's jokes. Because somebody wanted their 15 seconds of fame. Somebody wanted one of their videos to go viral. Somebody wanted one of their, their tweets to to go viral and to be something that people keep on quoting, quoting. But not realizing that this is a person's life. You see, the fact is that when this is a person's life, when the whole point is that I think that as, as Christians, we stop taking the fact this is that we are in a battle of life and death spiritually. We're in a battle of life and death spiritually. But we don't take it that serious. We don't realize that this is a war. It's a spiritual warfare. And the only way that we can, can truly begin to defeat the, 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 
the test and the trials of of the enemy is that we're one honest and we have we created an environment of honest dialogue and that we can say, hey, this is what I struggle with, and I have the tools <coughs> to help you with it. I have I have these tools, and these are not tools that I read in a book. These are tools from my life experience. These are little tools that I that I have I've I've come up with and through my whole life experience. But if we create environments where sharing is not a, not an option, I mean, there we put everything on social media. And my my buddy my uh, my brother, Emiah says that he is through with videos in church, cameras in church, and I'm not sure how far I want to go because I, I think I do I I go with that, but I do agree with the streaming services because it is convenient. But it has gotten to the point where I'm fearful of someone being able to share, and I'm also fearful of the environment that we create because. We don't have testimony services anymore. When I was in, I remember growing up, every Bible study, they had, uh, they had a moment for testifying. Every Bible study, I grew up in the Baptist church, and every, every Bible study night, uh, whether it's at the beginning or end, we had, uh, it was called uh, prayer requests and testimony time. And we would get, and people would get up on the mic, they would stand up and give their testimony and tell them how good God has been to them. Or they would tell, they would tell people what, they, what they're praying, what they need prayer for. But if I am, if, for instance, I'm going to use something practical. When me and my wife uh, first got married, uh, our first year of marriage, uh, uh, I know my wife's going to listen to this, so I'm going to apologize in advance. Uh, but she knows that I try to be as transparent as possible. But my wife and I first got married, our first year, it was a struggle. Uh, we got married February 13, 2011. Uh, we got married, and we had not moved in together yet. My wife was finishing up her master's degree, and so she was still living about two hours away from me. And so we got married February. Uh, she moved. She graduated and moved to where I was in June of 2011. In July of 2011, I was short, sent on a uh, a short notice uh, deployment. So I went, <coughs> I was gone for a month, and I came back in August. Uh, we got reacclimated, stuff like that, and uh, then in October... I deployed for six months. So our first year of marriage, the first, the first, we got married in February. So we didn't even really live together. We lived together for about a month and a half, our first year of marriage. And so if you, if you've been married, or you've been in a relationship, you understand that now we we becoming we already have a we already got married and we have to kind of shed some of our single mindsets but now we've gotten we've gotten used to not being around each other uh and so we get back and it's a struggle uh they say that the first year of marriage could be hard it's, it's a, it was a struggle it was like man this how are we going to do this 
And so we, we begin to have disagreements and arguments about simple things. When I say simple things, I'm talking about something as simple as the proper way to wash dishes. Uh, and so imagine going to church. Now, so we, we have any struggles and we tell, we go for prayer service and we tell the, the church, hey, we would like you to pray for our marriage. Now, fortunately, everything wasn't as uh, social media driven at this time. Social media was big, but not as big as it is now. But the the fear now is, in this mindset, is that are we going to be the subject of someone else's social media message uh, uh, postings? Are we going to be the subject of someone else's uh, live feeds? Oh man! I, and are we going to be the subject now of somebody else's gossip? Because we had a moment where we needed prayer in our marriage. How could I? How can I help someone else? Uh, other married couple, young married couples know some of the things that we had to navigate through without realizing that there were some things that 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 my wife had to share and there's some things that I had to share and we did not come together perfectly. But now here we are going on eight years later and it feels good. We are, we're clicking and <clears throat> things are good, but we didn't come together completely whole. We had some some idiosyncrasies, some things that we picked up that we learned about marriage and families that wasn't necessarily good for us. We picked up some of those things, but then we, but coming together, we had to realize how to navigate through that. But if I can't come and give someone else this testimony that is thinking about marriage, that is married, or that's that is uh that that is date that is dating. If I can't give that because I have this fear, this underlying fear that every time I speak, you don't have listening ears, but you have judgmental ears on. And you're trying to figure out how to make make your name great off of this. We must leave room for the testimony because the, 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 the account in the Bible says that they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. There are people that are only going to overcome by hearing your testimony. <clears throat> but if we continue to create an environment where the testimony is now declining, where the, 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 the rise of social media has caused the decline of testimonies and to de the decline of the testimony because everyone is no longer listening to be free, but they're listening to be judgmental. How can we how can we create an environment where crackheads and or recovering crackheads or recovering alcoholics or or recovering uh, uh, sex addicts or recovering people uh, people recovering from gambling addictions and pornography addictions? How can how can we create that? I was just thinking about this uh, as I said uh, the pornography addictions and <clears throat> one of the shows I like is uh, if you know me I you know I like incorporating movies music and shows. And uh, one of the shows I liked that was uh, that no longer uh, is actually running is over is called the Carmichael Show, and if you are looking for it, it is on Hulu. Uh, so I watched it on Hulu, and uh, one of the episodes 
the characters come back from church. Uh, and he, uh, he, uh, the pastor had admitted to having a porn addiction. And so it created this, what I love about the Carmichael show, it creates dialogues. And so they take, they tackle a lot of the, the, the things that go on within the black community, within community in general. They talk about uh, mass shootings. They talk about, they talk about the presidential election. They talk about all these different things, but one of these things is porn addictions. And they talk, and so it's this, the setting where the, the, the matriarch of the, the show, she was like, so she was the, if you will, she was the re- religious figure in this in this show, and she was upset that he would share such a testimony. And now, as a preacher, as a uh, as an elder, as a minister, and as an advocate for pastors, I wonder what we place on pastors. What do we project on pastors that we want them to be perfect? Imagine how freeing some of the sermons could be if the pastor could be as transparent as we need him to be. See, I guess my challenge for people's position on Pastor John Gray is that he wasn't the first or the last that that has a testimony that, hey, I haven't always been a great husband. But I'm thankful that my wife stuck with me. And help me to heal. But if I see that this pastor is going through some things and he's able to be transparent about it, just about imagine how many people, if let's just say he has 10,000 people at a church. <clears throat> I'm not saying that he does. And they all tuned into Sister Circle. And out of the 10,000 people, there were 500 married couples. And out of 500, there were at least 250 married couples that have been through something. Maybe it was the wife, maybe it was the husband, or maybe it was a joint effort that, that, that caused them to go through some things. And they heard this testimony, and they hear their pastor speaking so passionately and so open and so transparent about this, about his own struggles. And it helps them to realize that if, if our pastors can make it, so can I. You know, like, like that, that's the thing is that maybe they're not looking to, to just end their marriage, but they're trying to figure out, can they make it? Or maybe they, 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 they've surpassed the part of the, the struggle, but they're now they're in the recovery zone <clears throat> and they're wondering if they can really recover from this thing. And what happens is, is that when they see that their pastor is so open and transparent about that, he was able to, to overcome it and that his wife was able to overcome it and that he came out on the other side stronger and then not use them as a template for what marriage is but they use them as a template to see what deliverance looks like that they, that they, that, that if, if God provided deliverance for them maybe he could provide deliverance for us if, if they could overcome the idiosyncrasies and their challenges, that we're not even sure exactly what those challenges are, but we know that they have challenges just like us. If God can help them to overcome, I'm listening to their testimony, and so their testimony is going to help me overcome. <clears throat> I'm telling you 
that there is a, a there is power to overcome in your testimony. But if we continually tear down and beat up people that are, that are open and honest enough to give their true, unadulterated truth to the people, to the people of God, to the people of the world, and we continue to tear them down, we will not be able to overcome. Other people will not be able to overcome because we have no point of reference. The thing about it is without a testimony, most of us wouldn't be able to truly tell what is allowable and what is not. Understand that for years... For years, I'm talking about years, <coughs> there there have been people oppressed. I, I, one of my let's go back to another movie. One of my favorite movies is uh, the movie in uh, uh, Malcolm X. It was in the latter part of the movie, and uh, so he Malcolm X was part of the Nation of Islam, and uh, he goes to Mecca uh, every. Uh, it's, it, he goes on a journey to Mecca to Mecca, and uh, and. At the time, the nation of Islam was really segregated. It was only really for black people. Uh, and so he goes to Mecca and he realizes that he begins to see an example of what Islam truly can be. And he saw people of all shades worshiping and praying together. And he has this epiphany, he has this enlightenment. He comes back and says, hey... There's another way to do this. But if he does not go and see it for himself, something else, what was his norm continues to be. But now that he's seen something else, he, he, his, he, he now has a testimony of another option, another way. And he now realizes that there's another way and he brings it back. But how can you change what you don't even realize is wrong? <clears throat> there was a young lady that I, uh, that I knew at one point and uh, she told me that she was in an abusive relationship and uh, the reason why she stayed in her abusive relationship was because she witnessed uh, abuse from her her parents, and she thought that was the norm. And she goes off and she meets some people that let's know that is not a norm. That's not normal at all. That is not love at all. And I wondered in my head how many other people thought about that. And thought like that, rather. And I begin to think about her testimony. Now, I know her uh, to be in a healthy marriage, healthy family, and all those good things. But if she was to give her testimony, and someone would say, you were dumb. I can't believe you did this, this, and that. Not thinking that she's already probably beating herself up about that situation. But also, if she share, if she's able to share her testimony freely, she's able to help release and help other people overcome that have that same mindset as uh, as her. 
So they can say, she can literally say, I truly know how you feel, and I understand that feeling. I understand it because I too was in that same boat because I too was in a beach relationship. I too thought it was a norm. And I don't want you to beat yourself up because you feel that way because I understand that you just had a bad example. But I'm telling you that there is another way. I'm telling you that there's, there's always another way. And I, I, I normally like to give two, two different perspectives. I like to give a scriptural, uh, a spiritual side and a, a more practical side. <clears throat> but today, I just want to stay here in this moment right here and say that a testimony is able is, is, is one of those things that allows people to see things from a different perspective. Allows the, for people to see that, hey, I, I've been through this too. And this person overcame because there's some people right now that are going through. There's some people that right now that has a needle in their arm right now. There's some people that are looking for, for joy in the bottom of a bottle right now. There's some people that cannot stop watching pornography right now. There's some people that are going through real life. There's some people right now that are in, in, in verbally abusive relationships. There's some people right now that are considering divorce and not realizing how they're gonna how they're gonna up come up. There's some people that are in a financial destitute right now. <clears throat> and what they need is someone to bring them hope. And they don't need another, it's all gonna work out. What they need to is that, that they need to hear from somebody that says, I was exactly where you were. And, I, and not only was I exactly where you are, where I'm talking about where you were actually sitting. I was in exactly where you are mentally, where you felt that there was no hope. But then I met a man named Jesus. And he told me all about myself. This is the woman at the well. I met this man and he told me all about myself. And when she gave her testimony, it drew crowds back to Jesus. How can they get to Jesus if there's no testimony about who Jesus is? How can they get to a healthy relationship if there's no testimony about what a healthy relationship is? You think that if you just say, hey, this is what it looks like, but they have no point of reference yet yeah, that, that looks good on you. Stop, beloved. Stop, stop making people feel that because they, they, they've been through some things. They've been through hell and they, they had a pregnancy at 16 and they, 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 they did go to jail for this and they, they did that and they did this. That there's no recovery but the only way that they can really truly see recovery, the only really way that they can see that there is, a, there is hope for rehabilitation is to see someone that has also rehabilitated. Yeah. If you've always, okay, God, if you've always had perfect speech, I don't really think you can help someone that has a speech impediment. It's going to be hard for you, for them. But if someone else with a speech impediment that has been able to overcome their speech impediment and to, to get the, the, the care that they need comes and talks to them, they truly understand what it's like to be in their shoes. 
But we have to quit this tearing down character and people and people's testimonies on social media. Just because you have an opinion on it does not mean it needs to be heard. It does not mean that, that, that everyone needs to hear what you have to say. It does not mean any of those things. What, what it really means is that I have an opinion, but maybe it's not necessary. Maybe I should just listen. Maybe I should, should, should make it to where people feel, really feel free in sharing their testimony. We got so caught, people got so caught up in what John Gray was saying and turned it into his theology and never once <coughs> did he say it was his theology. Never once did he say that everyone should have to go through this. Never once did he say this is what makes a healthy marriage. Never once did he say any of those things. The only thing he said is that this is what I went through. And this is what we survived. And <coughs> I will spend the rest of my life letting my wife know that I'm appreciative for what she has done for me. How she has helped me to be free. How she has given me the freedom to heal. These are the things that he is saying. But we are so caught up in placing ourselves in our own situations, in their situation, to be able to say, oh, I would have never did that. Uh, this is why I'm not married, or this, this, and that. No, that it's not your time. This is not your time to talk. This is your time to listen and see what you can gather from this. No one is telling you to go get to go enter into a dysfunctional marriage. Do you think that, that that people say, you know what, when I get married, I want it to be dysfunctional. When I get married, I want to treat my wife like trash. When I get married, I want to I want to uh, uh, emasculate emasculate. I want to emasculate my husband. I normally don't take a big breath, but I, I got it. it really, uh, I, I, I don't want to re-record this. I want this to be as authentic as possible because I want you to hear what I'm trying to say. I want to leave that, 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 that stumbling in there because maybe that someone's going to start their podcast and they realize that they feel like they have to be perfect in speech. <clears throat> but just, I'm letting you know <clears throat> that through my coughs and my, you hear me drinking the water and and all this that that this is this is real. This is authentic. That that maybe you're thinking about starting your own podcast and you're worried about all these different things. I guess I can't bring some practical into it today. You're worried about all these different things, but if I tell you that I stumble sometimes too, and, and that I'm gonna stutter and I'm gonna stumble over words and I'm not gonna get them right sometimes, and I'm gonna struggle getting some things out. If I if you see that, then maybe it will help you to jump off the ledge too and start your podcast. And you can sit that, you can fit that anywhere you want. Then they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Well, let's just know that there's going to take, there's going to be some things that people are going to be released from only by our testimonies. They're going to overcome some of the things they're struggling with only by our testimonies. But if we stifle everyone's testimony, they can. there's going to be people that never overcome because we stifled the environment for testimonies. <clears throat> Let us open back up the gate. 
Let us open the doors back. Let us, let us go back to those days where we have testimony services. Let's go back to the days where we just accept the person's testimony and we rejoice with them. This is what it says in verse uh, 12. It says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. What it's saying is that we should be happy that people are overcoming the things that they had to go through. We should be praising with the heavens when they, when they, they overcome them. Because these are the things that they struggle with and, and the accuser came and the enemy came to and surrounded them. But we praise God that they, that they, they survived this thing. Our place is not to tear them down every time they open their mouth about a testimony. Our ch choice, we don't even have to say, this is what you should do. But we can't say, I praise God that you found deliverance. I praise God that your marriage is whole now. I praise God that, that you figured some things out that you didn't even know that you were struggling with. I praise God, glory to God that you have found <coughs> redemption in, in God. Glory to God that you have overcome your, your, your addictions. Glory to God. Where we should be praising, we're too busy critiquing. Well, we should be praising God for, for, for this, this deliverance, this, this, this redemption, and this, this healing. We, we, we pause, instead of pausing for the cause and praising, we pause for the cause to critique and to tear down and to tell them why they ain't this and this is that. And say, this is why I say men are trash and da 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 blah 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 blah. And this is why I say ain't no good woman anymore. This is this. Sometimes it's time to, to keep your mouth quiet and let your hands do the talking and praise God for the person's redemption. I know I got a little preachy on you just now, but I just, I just want you to know that we should be rejoicing with them that they overcame. I'm, I'm drawn to one of my favorite Bible stories, the, the story of the prodigal son and uh, is the, the, the young man he he le he asks his dad for his inheritance he goes there he spends his inheritance and he comes home and his father throws a party for him and the older brother has an attitude and he goes to his dad and says man da, 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 I've, I've I've been with you all this time I never left you but your son goes and spends his money ignorantly and stupidly and he comes home and you you throw a party for him and he says we must celebrate because your, your, your brother was lost but now he's found he was dead but now he's alive we must celebrate that these people have overcome <clears throat> in fact if you are a Christian tearing down this man's testimony, I have to question you, not him. God helped him to overcome something, and you don't see the praise moment. He's not saying that every woman should do this. He's not saying that every marriage should be like this. He is saying, this is what I overcame. This is what I overcame. I watched the whole interview, and nowhere. Did I see him saying, this is what you have to do to be a good wife? And this is what you have to do to be a good husband? No. He's saying, I wasn't a good husband. My wife was a great wife. 
And she helped me to become whole. And I will never stop being grateful for her for that. This wasn't a sermon. This was a testimony. We must leave room for the testimony, beloved. As long as we continue to do this, we will continue to see a decline in the testimony. And we can't afford to let the testimony decline because the Bible says it plainly. And they overcame him. They overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their testimony. We need the testimony to overcome. So we must leave room for the testimony to live and thrive and grow. And when we hear that testimony, we should be praising God that they overcame. We should be praising God that they overcame. So let's bring and breathe life back into the testimony. Until next time, God bless you. God love you. Hey family, you have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown. As always, I would like to open up the opportunity uh, for prayer requests, for questions, comments, concerns. But even more, I would like to open up the, the gateway for those that are looking to start a relationship with Christ, to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. I would like to open up the, the gateway for that. Uh, and how I do that, I'd like to give you my methods of uh, communication. You can contact me via email at Cloyd, spelled C-L-O-Y-E-D dot Brown at R-O-C-R-D-U.com. Once again, the email is Cloyd, spelled C-L-O-Y-E-D dot Brown at R-O-C-R-D-U.com. Or you can reach me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cloyd Stephon Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown, and my Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. I look forward to, to hearing from you. So you have any questions, kind of concerns, you want to talk about your relationship with Christ, you want prayer, uh, you want to accept Christ, please, please, please reach out to me, because that is what this is all about. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you.